Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Frank, hey, what's happening, bud? Very happy Friday to you. Lots to talk about today. Previewing every game in the NFL for week four from a fantasy football perspective. Recap a little bit of last night. We finally got a really, really good Thursday night game. Eagles and Packers. It was a shootout that we were hoping for. We said by low on Devontae Adams. That was awesome while it lasted. So we'll have to get into all that. How you doing, Greg? How'd you sleep last night? I slept really, really well, man. I had a lot of wings. Had a, it was great. We went, we went for wings, right? I had 16 wings, and I got my favorite beer, my IPA. My wrench was on tap, so it was like, we got a picture of that. It's a great night for you. I had a few of those. I, I slept great, man. I woke up, like, I've been getting up really early because we've been working weekends a lot, so I've been, every day, we're getting up at, like, the same time, right? I was not up until the alarm went off this morning. I it was great. It was a nice slumber. I, and I was walking around. I was like, this is weird. It's like a Friday. Like, it kind of feels like a Saturday. But it came to work. Greg, you hyped up on a Thursday last yeah, night. Got his beard. Got his wings. Uh, and, of course, you, get, you, you had the opportunity to watch a really good football game. Great for fantasy as well. Uh, unless, of course, you were a Miles Sanders owner watching Jordan Howard basically take everything away from him. Correct. Yeah. Jordan Howard. But to be fair to Jordan Howard, he looked good last night. He did. It wasn't like it's like annoying that he's getting these like plotting runs. Like he looked awesome. It's basically the same thing we've said about Frank Gore for years. Correct. Like while we're pissed off that Frank Gore keeps stealing the job away from Kenyon Drake and it. Devin Singletary, he's performed well. Yeah. Like, he's still running for over. I don't know if he's running for over four yards per carry this season, but he did last Fantastic, year yeah, sure. with the Miami Dolphins. He, he's been useful wherever he's gone. But uh, you know, I think the process last night, my thinking, and I said this yesterday regarding Miles Sanders, was that. I thought that it was going to be the breakout game because the Packers were allowing over five yards per carry to running backs. They were allowing a ton of receptions to running backs as well. The thought process was right, Greg. It just wound up going to Jordan Howard instead of going to Miles Sanders. So Jordan Howard ends up with the 87 rushing yards, 18 total touches, three total touchdowns in this game. Miles Sanders also ran well, 11 for 72, 6.5 yards per carry, but didn't get a single reception in this game. I think... 
I think this was twofold here for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think part of what they did with Jordan Howard over Miles Sanders was, I think this was a little bit of a a doghouse for Miles Sanders based on what he did last week. He fumbled twice. He lost one of those fumbles. And I think it was the fact that what you mentioned, Greg, Jordan Howard was running well. So why would they go away from someone who was actually performing? So I think it was you know, a, a conjunction of those two things together. And ultimately, that's why Jordan Howard ended up vulturing as much as he did from Miles Sanders. But sure. I still think that the buy low window for Miles Sanders is open. It's alive and well. A lot of people are you know, talking about potentially dropping Miles Sanders. Not something that I would be looking at doing. I'd want to buy low on him right now. Miles Sanders is definitely someone I'm buying on, just like I'm buying on David Montgomery for the same reason. These young running backs, second half of the year, I expect them to perform really, really well. It was a weird game last night. It was a fun game for sure, but it was a weird game because it felt like Green Bay was just dominating, and then all of a sudden, Philly was winning, and then, then Philly won. Two goal line stands by Philadelphia, one with Devontae Adams out, we'll get to him in just a second, and one where, for some reason, the game plan's always been Aaron Jones at the one-yard line, just give him the ball and he'll vulture. They, they didn't give him any chance. And four straight complete incompletions by Aaron Rodgers cost the team the game last night. Yeah, and this is where we talk about people overthinking things. Now, I don't know if it was necessarily on LaFleur or if it was on Aaron Rodgers. Because they asked LaFleur about this last night. And he said, you know, why didn't you run the ball with Aaron Jones when you were on the goal line? And he yeah. said, it's a great question. <laughs> so that tells me that he probably he called, called a play it, and Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers audible that of it. Out of it. And that's what we've seen with Rodgers the past couple of years. That's why he was butting heads with Mike McCarthy. I mean, it's basically been the same thing with Big Ben the past couple of seasons in Pittsburgh where he's basically been the offensive coordinator. Now, I'm not doubting that Aaron Rodgers is an extremely intelligent offensive mind. He might even be smarter than Matt LaFleur. You know what? He probably is smarter than Matt LaFleur. But if you're so smart, you have four opportunities on the goal line and you don't convert any of them I mean, really, how smart are you? And, and this is why it comes down, it comes back to, you know, a lot of the times in the NFL, these guys are overthinking things. Aaron Rodgers was awesome last night, threw the ball 53 times. He proved he could still make every throw on the field, eight yards per attempt, 422 passing yards, two touchdowns. He was running as well. He looks healthy. He's got both of his legs underneath him, 46 rushing yards. He could still make plays. He could still make every throw on the field. But yeah, some really baffling decision-making from both him and Matt LaFleur, Greg. It was so, so strange, the execution. It was clear that at least going into the game, Frankie, they didn't lie to us. They wanted to get Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham the ball. That's exactly they what did. They did. Yeah. That was the entire game plan here, was to get them the ball. And from the first drive until Devontae Adams left the game, they got him the ball. 10 catches for 180 yards. Should have had a touchdown. I can't believe he didn't score on that first drive. He would have scored later in the game if he was able to stay healthy. Turf toe knocked him out. Hopefully it's not a long-term concern. As I predicted last night, he will be seeing Dr. Robert Anderson later today or uh, tomorrow. Um, Jimmy Graham was effective. He couldn't uh, come down with on those four straight incompletions. He couldn't come down with the pass. And then at the end of the game, it was much like that Super Bowl with Malcolm Butler, where it was a slant, ball popped in the air, intercepted. That's what happened with MBS. Yeah, and the referees last night were super inconsistent with the pass interference. I saw a slow-motion video of that final play where... Marquez Valdez-Scantling was being, you know, guarded by those two players, and you see, you see the video when it slowed down. This guy jumps on MVS's back before the ball even gets there, so seems like, you know, that could have been a challenge, that could have gone either way as well, but this whole pass interference thing is really, really weird right now in the NFL. The silver lining for Devontae Adams, Greg, is at least he has 10 days to try and recover f- from this injury, so... 15 targets last night, 10 for 180. This was the monster game we were hoping for. Last week, Mike Evans was the buy low. This week, Devontae Adams was the buy low. Both guys 
came to fruition. 1,000%. Both these wide receiver ones performed as wide receiver ones. It's exactly what they do and should do. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to tell you who else you should be buying this week because it's our week four preview, and we bring it down next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. At the window. Tom Brady against the Buffalo Bills. 30 and 3. Yeah, that, that's correct. 30 and 3. Now, a lot of those Buffalo Bills teams weren't that competitive. However, 30 and 3 is just mind boggling. Yet the Dolphins have squeaked out 11 victories against Tom Brady. He's dominated the Buffalo Bills. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go! Back with you here on the VIP 
BFFs, Frankie Stanfield, Greg Sussman on a Friday, getting you ready for the weekend here. Week number four. Frankie, let's rock and roll. Let's break it down game by game as best we can. Obviously, we only have about 40 minutes to do it, so let's begin. Danny Dimes, the encore this Sunday at home is MetLife Stadium debut against the Washington football team, still led by Case Keenum. A lot of people like yourself in on Paul Richardson, in on some of these other wide receivers in Washington, like a Trey Quinn, Sterling Shepard, certainly entering the mix as a wide, high wide receiver three. Evan Ingram, you feel better about him. And it's, of course, the debut of Wayne Gallman as the starter in New York. Yeah, you want to try and start as many players in this game as you possibly can, Greg. We see this total up around 49, and it's been rising. There's not much defense in this game to speak of, especially in the secondary. We saw Janoris Jenkins get torched by Mike Evans last week. We saw on Monday Night Football, Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdowns against this Washington defense. Both of these teams right now, the Giants are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Washington's allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So I like Daniel Jones. I have him as my QB 15. Uh, not as high on him as everybody else's. I, I like him, but I'm not ready to start him over other proven names like Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, uh, Kyler Murray as well. Like Matt Stafford as well. We'll get into him a little bit later on. Uh, ultimately, Terry McLaurin's dealing with a hamstring injury that popped up yesterday on the injury report. He is not practicing today, so he is a true game-time decision. I saw that right before we hopped on the show today. So pay attention to Terry McLaurin. Either way, whether he plays or not, not sure he's going to be 100%. I really do like Paul Richardson. I've been saying that all week long. He's coming off a game where he had nine targets, eight receptions, scored a touchdown in back-to-back games as well. If Terry McLaurin is not ready to go, that will obviously elevate the status of Trey Quinn as well. I have Sterling Shepard as a low-end wide receiver too this week. We saw the plays that he made. Really good matchup here against Washington. Evan Engram, same thing. You're getting him in your lineup. Wayne Gallman, Greg. A lot of people are going to want to know where I have him ranked. I have him ranked as the RB24, so a low-end RB2 this week. He's going to be in that range most weeks. Again, you know, I talk about the secondary for Washington, but yep. overall, their defense is just not very good. They're allowing over, they're allowing 4.45 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. So I think Wayne Gallman probably gets around 15 touches. That's going to be good enough for a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 this week, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, the perfect mix, but... Wayne Gallman kind of sucks, so you'll, you'll see that. <laughs> Who would you rather start, Greg, Chris Thompson or Adrian Peterson? Because I feel like that's going to be a popular question. Chris Thompson. I agree. I'd rather start Chris Thompson. Yep. He's more talented at this point in his career. Yeah, and we that. saw last week, you know, when they were in the hurry-up, uh, and even when they got down near the goal line, they were in the red zone. The broadcast was actually talking about Adrian Peterson looked annoyed on the sideline that he wasn't in the game, but, you know, when they go to that hurry-up offense, they're going to likely be playing from behind in this game. Could be a little bit of back and forth. I do like Chris Thompson more than I like Adrian Peterson. I think both are in the flex discussion low in RB3s, Greg. That's fine. I, I think that makes sense. Let's continue on. Let's get to Buffalo and New England. A lot of people in Buffalo getting excited. The team's 3-0. New England comes to town, and they're feeling better. Is this one of those times where Buffalo's just going to get blown out, or are they legitimately better than they have been? I think the jury is still out. Now, I will say this. The Bills haven't faced anybody. Neither have the Patriots. But the past five times the Patriots have traveled to Buffalo, they have won by an average of 15.6 points per game. I respect the Bills' defense, but ultimately, I think that the New England Patriots are going to be able to put up points, and I don't know that Buffalo is going to be able to 
hang with them. I mean, this yep. Patriots defense is really good as well. And, and on the Patriots offense, they can attack you from all over the field. They have multiple running backs that they can use. They have a pass catcher in each area of the field. The short routes, Julian Edelman. The intermediate, you have Josh Gordon. Down the field, they have Philip Dorsett. Ultimately, I like Julian Edelman. He's going to play in this game as the highest-ranked wide receiver, wide receivers of the bunch because he's going to be playing in the slot. I have him as a wide receiver, too, this week. Josh Gordon, I'm a little bit lower on. Have him more as a low-end wide receiver three. He's my wide receiver 36 on the week. Philip Dorsett, a little bit further behind him because those Bills corners on the outside, specific, uh, specifically Tredavious White, very, very talented. We could see Josh Gordon... Uh, shadowed by him a decent amount here. Greg, you asked me earlier in the week, you had a question, Josh Allen or Kyle Allen? Yeah. I do have Kyle Allen ranked one spot higher. I've been riding Josh Allen. I have him as QB 18 this week. I do think he's going to struggle against that Patriots secondary. Well, Blake Bealy has him set his top 12. Someone's going to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Someone is going to be wrong. I'm with you, by the way. Julian Edelman's in line, as long as he can stay healthy. In line for a good game. If Josh Gordon is taking out by Jadarius White, I still like um, Philip Dorsett a lot this week here. For Buffalo, I'm nervous about the offense, really every offensive player. I think right now I do have Kyle Allen in the mix for me over Josh Allen, but... How do you feel about the Patriots running backs this week, Craig? Because Rex Burkhead's been kind of banged up this week. He's been limited in practice. I, I feel I like better James, about James, James White, White this week than I have in the I wish past. we started James White over Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, we probably should have. Uh, we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> I, have him, I have him as a high-end flex option this week. High-end RB3. Sony Michelle is just... It's tough to figure out Sony Michelle because he's getting the goal line work. I expect him to be leading. Vegas expects him to be leading. They have their 7.5 point favorite in Buffalo. But... The efficiency hasn't been there. Sony Michel does not look like himself. I, I don't know that he's 100% healthy, but if they get down near the goal line, he is going to be the one that's in there. And so far in the season, the Buffalo Bills are 21st in run defense DVOA. So if I have Sony Michel, I think it's probably going to be hard to have somebody else over him this week if he's on my team. Who would you rather have going forward, Sony Michel or Aaron Jones? I would rather have Aaron Jones. Okay. I think yeah, they're just, just similar in what they do. Yeah, like Aaron Jones hasn't been efficient this year. He has been in years past. Uh, but I do, you know, I trust both of the offenses, but there's just less, less mouths to feed, uh, less, less mouths to feed in Green Bay than there is in New England. So I would go Especially with Especially given Jamal Williams' concussion. Yeah, I, I have Sony Michelle at RB22. So just ahead of him, I have LaShawn McCoy, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Freeman. Just behind him, David Montgomery, Wayne Gallman, and Royce Freeman. Yeah, that sounds right. Speaking of LaShawn McCoy, it does seem like he's going to play. He's practiced yep. all week, so LaShawn McCoy should be good to go in Detroit this week. It's a battle of two undefeated teams. The big narrative around this game, Frank, is that Patrick Mahomes' first career NFL game inside a dome. Yeah, and Florio, shout out to Florio. He uh, gave us an interesting stat that the last time Patrick Mahomes played a dome game was in college. He threw for nearly 600 yards and six touchdowns. Sounds a lot like Patrick Mahomes. I'm really worried about the Detroit Lions in this spot here because Darius Slay, even if he does play, is not going to be 100%. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury all week long. And inside of that fast track, the speed of Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson on the outside, Sammy Watkins has been playing in the slot. I think we get a lot of points in this game. You know, it's the biggest total on the week. It's the only total that's over 50, 54 points expected. I like LaShawn McCoy as a solid RB2 this week. He's going to be good to go. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup going up against Detroit, who's allowed the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs as well. So try and get those Chiefs wide receivers in your lineup. Sammy Watkins, a high-end wide receiver too. Obviously, you're starting Kelsey. On the other side, I have Stafford as a top-10 quarterback Same. this week, Greg. You know, inside of that dome... 
they're going to have to throw the ball to play catch-up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs secondary has actually played better this year than expected, but ultimately, he's going to be trailing. They're going to have to throw, which means we like the wide receivers in this game. We like Kenny Galladay. We like Marvin Jones as a wide receiver three. And TJ Hawkinson has only had two receptions in each of his past two games, but he's in a good spot here. The Chiefs are allowing the most targets and the most receptions to opposing tight ends this year. I think TJ Hawkinson bounced back in this spot. Marcus Robinson, Miko Harmon, where are they ranked in your wide receiver ranks this week, Frankie? Uh, that's a good question. I'll pull it up for you. They are inside of my top 36. I have... I have them back-to-back. I've had them in a similar spot the past couple of weeks. Robinson is wide receiver 33. Miko Hardman is wide receiver 34. In the mix at the wide receiver three spot. Frank, we mentioned Houston before, uh, so let's get to Houston and Carolina. These two teams uh, playing in Houston this week. Kyle Allen, once again, getting the start, announces the start last Monday. You're all over Carolina in this game. How come? So, I... what we've said about Kyle Allen is that the, the offense of the Panthers might actually be better right now with him than Cam Newton. And some people might think that that's crazy, but with the wide receivers and the playmakers, frankly, that the Panthers have on this team, all you have to do is get the ball in their hands, get them out in space, let them make plays after the catch. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, they're two of the best in the league at doing that. Christian McCaffrey, you can say the same thing. The Texans have struggled against pass-catching running backs this year. They're allowing over eight receptions per game to the position. That's the second most in the NFL. McCaffrey's in a good spot. I don't trust this Houston Texans secondary. They're an aging secondary. I think that Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are in good spots as well. Greg Olson coming off the multi-touchdown game. I like Kyle Allen. We'll talk a little bit more about the Texans when we come back as well, Greg. Taking a break here. We'll get the Texans side. We'll continue going through me four right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. Went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 
andro400.com lose weight now go to fat100.com lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to go to fat100.com lose 10, 20 or more pounds immediately go to fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight go to fat100.com fat100.com that's fat100.com can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DK will match it up to 50% bonus up to 500 bucks. The offer is eligible to all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of $200. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Frankie, we went to break. We were talking about Kyle Allen and the Panthers and how they're going to utilize all these weapons in taking on the Texans. From a Texans standpoint, the big questions that we've gotten, or at least I've gotten, I don't want to speak for you, has been revolving the running back situation. Can I drop Duke Johnson? Should I play Carlos Hyde? What do you think? I'm not dropping Duke Johnson. I've said that earlier on the week on the show. I disagreed. When it comes to Carlos Hyde, I think he's in play with a lot of these other running backs we've talked about as a flex option, you know, a high-end RB3 in the same mold as the Washington guys, you know, the Adrian Petersons, Chris Thompsons in that area. I have Carlos Hyde as my RB28 as of now. The Carolina Panthers could be had on the ground. They're 27th in run defense DVOA against the rush, but they are second against the pass. So obviously you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, but... Kenny Stills has really started to eat into the work of Will Fuller because he's seeing the deep targets, which is where Will Fuller normally works down the field. So they're playing these three wide receiver sets, but on a week-to-week basis, you don't know whether it's going to be Fuller, whether it's going to be Kenny Stills, and Kiki QT has really been phased out. Uh, You know, the small percentage of snaps and targets that he does see is basically taking away from Duke Johnson. So I really believe that the only ones that you're starting in this matchup, Greg, are Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Carlos Hyde maybe as a flex. I'm not using Duke Johnson though, based on what I've seen the past couple of weeks, and I know both of their tight ends are coming off monster games, but I can't trust either of those guys either, Greg. I can't trust them either. The consistency hasn't been there for any of these pass catchers outside of DeAndre Hopkins. I still even like, he hasn't been that great this year. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. By low. By low, there you go. I still think the... Blow-up game is happening for Will Fuller. It's going to be one of those like three-touchdown monstrous games. This week? No, I'm not saying this week. Yeah, the Panthers' secondary has played really well. Correct. But it's coming. I'm just telling you. Like, I'm, still, I'm still buying a Will Fuller. Who do they play? I would like to look at their schedule. I'm trying to pull it up here. But, yeah, I mean, look, if they have the, the correct matchup coming up, 
It could be something that we see happen. Atlanta Look at the schedule coming up. Great. After Carolina, week five. Atlanta, KC, Indy, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, Oakland in week eight, and then Jacksonville in week nine. But that ATL, KC, Indy, Oakland Raiders, four-week stretch, I mean, that could be pretty nice for the Houston Texans pass catchers. I will fuller now, folks, before it's too late. Let me move on to Atlanta and Tennessee, Frankie, because Atlanta, everyone has been talking about Devontae Freeman in a big spot this week. Edo Smith not expected to play. I think he's probably been ruled out with the concussion, which means Devontae Freeman's going to get all the work he could handle. I know he's played better than the stats will indicate. He hasn't found the end zone quite yet. I know Calvin Ridley has struggled against zone defenses recently, but they got to get him involved. Atlanta should be in a good get back, get right spot, I think, against Tennessee. Yeah, I'll start off with uh, Devontae Freeman. As you mentioned, last week finally got going, ran for 88 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. This week going up against the Tennessee Titans who are allowing 4.9 yards per carry on the season. We saw for the most part last week this Titans defense kept Leonard Fournette in check. You know, he wore them down, wore them down, wore them down, broke down, broke out that long run, couldn't score a touchdown on that run, on that run. But ultimately, I think Devontae Freeman's in a good spot. And earlier in the week, I know you had JJ Zacharyson from Number Fire on the, the FanDuel hurry up, and he said he likes buying low on Devontae Freeman right now as well. So that is some that's something that I would look into. Uh, obviously, you're starting Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I have him as a low-end wide receiver too. The tech, uh, Titans secondary has actually played better this year. I still think that they can be had, especially inside of the dome here where Matt Ryan plays extremely well. I have Matt Ryan as a top 10 quarterback this week. He's thrown for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns each of the past two weeks as well. Uh, He's throwing some more interceptions this year, but overall, I like this spot for Matt Ryan uh, to get right uh, back home for the Atlanta Falcons. On the Tennessee side of things, you know, shout out to EY. You're starting Derrick Henry. He's a RB2 because... They're basically just going to force feed him, and you know he's going to get 15 to 20 carries in this game. But outside of that, you know, hopefully Delaney Walker is good to go. I think he returned to practice today on a limited basis, uh, based on you know their pass game right now is not good, Greg. It's you know trying to figure out Corey Davis and AJ Brown and Adam Humphreys and Mariota has no confidence. The offensive line is not playing well. It's really just you know Delaney Walker because the tight end position is a complete crapshoot. So uh, outside of uh, Delaney Walker and Derrick Henry. I don't really want to have much invested in the Tennessee Titans side of things here, Greg. I've been on Delaney Walker all season, back to the preseason. I'm still buying him. He's the number one weapon weapon in this offense, other than Derrick Henry, certainly in the passing game. I believe in both of those guys, and that's it from a Tennessee perspective. Cleveland and Baltimore, you and most of the fantasy industry have been on record saying, hey, if I could bench Baker Mayfield this weekend, I'm going to do it. Other than Baker Mayfield, if you're benching Baker Mayfield, obviously you're going to start Odell. I guess you're obviously starting Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry, I'm assuming, goes to the bench. Baker goes to the bench. What do we expect out of the Ravens? Out of the Ravens, you know, there's a lot of moving parts right now for the Cleveland Browns secondary because Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams have been banged up with hamstring injuries, and we don't know if they're going to play in this game. Regardless... The Browns' defense played really well last week against the Rams. They only allowed the Rams to score 20 points in that game, and it's not like, you know, outside of Cooper Cup, it's not like they were making plays all over the field. So I still do like Hollywood Brown just because his target share and his air yard share is so massive. It's basically just him and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews returned on a limited basis to practice today. Looks like he's going to be good to go. You know who you're starting from this Ravens offense right now. You're trusting Lamar Jackson as a top-five quarterback. You're trusting Mark Andrews, assuming that he can get on the field Pay attention to the to the reports before the game, how he's looking on the field. But 
Because he returned today on a limited basis, I think he's going to be good to go. Hollywood Brown is a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Uh, and Mark Ingram, he is the guy. You know, he's played 45 or more snaps each of the past two weeks. You know, week one, I know they worked in Gus Edwards and they worked in Justice Hill, but that was when they were blowing out the Miami Dolphins. Mark Ingram is their guy, and I expect him to have a good game here again here against Cleveland, but you're right about Baker Mayfield, Greg. I have him all the way down as QB 21. Yeah. Just ahead of him, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones. I'm starting all those quarterbacks over Baker Mayfield, and you're 100% right about fading Jarvis Landry. I faded him coming into the year, Greg, and he has not done anything this year, so that's a reason for me to stick him on my bench here against the Baltimore Ravens. Fair enough, and I there's... I don't know the exact numbers. I obviously don't have the quarterback rankings, but just a really bad spot for Baker. I know we want to find that get-right game. We thought we might have had it uh, over the last two weeks. It hasn't happened so much. Baker hasn't looked good. Baltimore's not where I'm going to mess with this. I know the the Cleveland defense has played better, as you said, uh, but I'm still rolling out the normal Baltimore players. Are you holding on to Justice Hill? Or it depends on the league and whatnot. So I actually own Mark Ingram in my home league, and I had Justice Hill because I thought he was the handcuff. It looks like it's that's more of Gus yeah. Edwards. I actually named my team name after Justice Hill as well. But I dropped him this week. I dropped him to pick up Ty Johnson uh, because I think if something happens to carry on Johnson, he's probably the next one up. Sure. There's two running backs there instead of three in Baltimore. So I think you're all right cutting bait on Justice Hill. Indianapolis and Oakland is up next. The Colts obviously are at home in this one. T.Y. Hilton did not practice all week, but he says he's ahead of schedule, whatever that means. Our girl, Virginia Zakis, over at Inside Injuries, says she's very concerned about T.Y. Hilton, especially if he gives it a go. Oakland, well, they're healthy. They're just not very good. I see this one playing out. Yeah, under John Gruden on the road, they've been terrible each of the past two seasons. One and nine straight up, two, seven and one against the spread. I do think that Josh Jacobs could have success in this spot. I, I pegged last week as a bounce-back spot for Devontae Freeman against the Indianapolis Colts, who were allowing over five yards yards per, per carry to opposing running backs. So I think Josh Jacobs can get right in this spot against the Indianapolis Colts. And earlier in the week, John Gruden said he actually wants to get Josh Jacobs more involved as a pass catcher. You know, there's a lot of concentration of targets in the Oakland Raiders offense right now. It's a lot of Tyrell Williams. It's a lot of Darren Waller. I think we know what to expect. Tyrell Williams, high-end wide receiver three. If you own Darren Waller, you're likely starting him. Uh, On the other side of things, the Indianapolis Colts, it's kind of hard to figure out this week, Greg. Obviously, you're starting Marlon Mack. You like this matchup going up against Oakland, but I don't think T.Y. Hilton plays in this spot. We saw Zach Pascal score the touchdown last week. Deion Kane led the wide receivers in snaps and routes run, so... Everything's all over the place. Honestly, I'd want to get away from the wide receivers, but if you can't, if you play in deeper leagues, I would look at Zach Pascal first and then Deion Kane. And I think that the biggest beneficiaries, if T.Y. Hilton is out, are actually going to be the tight ends here. Exactly I think, what we said earlier in the week. I think Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle are, are in a spot to stream here. That's exactly what we said earlier in the week. It's finding reliability in this offense. It's not easy to come by, but I think you're going to see more of Eric Ebron essentially in a wide receiver role. Let Jack Doyle block and let Eric Ebron just essentially be a wide receiver. That's what's going to happen here. I also expect a huge game out of a man, Darren Waller, once again. Yeah, coming off that monster game last week, what was it, 13 receptions, 130 yards? He will finish as a top six, top seven tight end this year if he stays healthy. Chargers are in Miami. You think the Chargers are going to beat him up? I do think that the Chargers are going to beat him up. and I don't. You know, I would have liked Justin Jackson as a nice little uh, sneaky flex play, but now he's in a walking boot. That popped up out of nowhere. So you know what that means, Greg? 
Austin Eckler is going to get as many touches as he can possibly handle what in this Mel- matchup against the Miami what if, Dolphins. What if Melvin Gordon plays? Yeah, I keep seeing stuff like that. Anthony Lynn says he doubts that Melvin Gordon plays. I mean, even if he does, we probably see him in that Justin Jackson role, right? Eight to ten carries, maybe. I still think Austin Eckler, regardless, is going to see a massive, massive game. I have him ranked as a top five running back this week. I want to like Mike Williams going up against this Dolphins secondary. They're giving up a, a, yep. a ton of explosive plays. The Chargers actually have the fifth most explosive plays so far this season. So they have a good offense. Their defense hasn't played as well. Uh, I want to like Mike Williams. He hasn't practiced all week. So pay attention to the the inactives early on Sunday. Uh, but if he does play, I think he's a, a, a low-end wide receiver three. Obviously, we love Keenan Allen based on the target share uh, and everything that he's getting so far. On the Miami side, Greg, it's... <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> there's there's not much All going right, on. Great talk, Greg. I you know, I wanna I wanna like Preston Williams or Devontae Parker, but I mean this offense is just in shambles, Greg. We've gone through all the 1 p.m. games. Let's move on to 4 o'clock and Sunday night, including the Rams and the Bucks, Chicago and Minnesota. Stick around. It's even more minutes of BFS coming your way next. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. 
Fantasy Sports Today. Gridiron scholar John Lobb, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. You think that Kansas State keeps it going? Do they have the potential to upset OSU on the road? It's going to be completely about game script. It reminds me of when the Celtics and the Lakers used to play in the 80s. Whoever controlled the tempo. If Kansas hopes to win this game on the road, they're going to need 38 minutes of possession. And they can do that. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. We have some breaking news here, and that's with the Los Angeles Chargers, where Mike Williams has officially been ruled out this week. He will not play. Also, Travis Benjamin is a significant that in, in his ability to play is a significant doubt. I could get that out. Benjamin's going to be out. Mike Williams is out. What does this mean for the Chargers? Yeah, it's next man up. We're looking at, you know, I said this to you during the break, uh, Dontrell Inman, he hasn't played any snaps each of the past two weeks, but you're going to need someone to step up here. And, you know, your uh, your sneaky suspicion about the Dolphins covering uh, is starting to look a little bit more likely here now that, you know, we have no Mike Williams, we have no Justin Jackson, Casey Hayward is questionable as well. Uh, so I do think Dontrell Inman going up against this Dolphins defense, which... Look, we've all seen what's happened against the Dolphins so far this year. Uh, when it comes to against wide receivers, they've allowed the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So if you are in a pinch, I do think Dontrell Inman is a sneaky, sneaky play. Don't like him as much as I like Paul Richardson. Those are kind of like my two sneaky guys this week. But, you know, Paul Richardson's already owned. I think Dontrell Inman is a sneaky pivot here, Greg. Yeah, him and Paul Richardson, very, very similar here this week. And I think it makes a lot of sense. They don't have any more wide receivers. I mean, it's Allen Inman, that's it. You're going to get a lot of Austin Eckler. Yeah, I mean, where else is the offense no going to go? It's going to be all Austin Eckler. It's going to be Green. Keenan Allen. But, I mean, they have to throw the ball to someone else if they even do have to throw, right? So, I know. The, I, I think the next running back up, I'm seeing this on Twitter, is Troy Main Pope. Uh, I'm not getting involved there. That's a running. I mean, it could be Melvin Gordon. Who's the next yeah. wide receiver up? Do you have that? Other yeah, than Inman? I, I don't have that up as of now. But, you know, if, uh, if Benjamin can't go, I mean, maybe they bring someone up from the practice squad. It's... You know, they're, they're digging deep here right now. They are. A lot. Dontrell Inman, sneaky play here this week for the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go back to our game previews, Frank. We'll get to the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams are at home, 3-0. Bucks coming off a loss at home to the Giants after their kicker, their fifth-round rookie kicker uh, missed a kick. Can Tampa Bay compete in this game? Repeat the question. Can Tampa Bay compete in this game? Can Tampa Bay compete in this game? Um... It's a very volatile play here because it could go either way. I think their defense has played really well. Uh, and most people, you know, if you told them this, I don't think that they would realize. Tampa Bay and the Rams are averaging the same yards per play on offense so far this year. 5.5. They're both tied for 19th. So, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier when I said, you know, the Rams haven't looked themselves so far. Their offense hasn't looked the same. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl hangover, whatever it might be. Todd Gurley, clearly not himself. They're talking about giving him 25 carries a game. Make sure you get Malcolm Brown on your team before Todd Gurley goes down. If they try to do that, Todd Gurley is going to fall apart. He can't handle 25 carries. You know, he can barely even do work with you know what he's given right now. Uh, and Tampa Bay actually has more explosive plays on the season. They have 24 compared to 18 than, than the Los Angeles Rams. So, I think that they can compete, but it all comes down to what their mindset is. You know, it's very, it's a likely scenario that they come out and they feel very defeated that they lost that game to the New York Giants at home, that they coughed that one up, a game that they should have won. Um, this is probably a stay away for me in terms of uh, a betting perspective, but 
from a fantasy perspective, uh, I don't really want to get involved with the running backs here on Tampa Bay. You don't know if it's going to be Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones. I mean, I want to like Ronald Jones, but we just don't know ultimately. And I think they like this kind of timeshare split that they have going on where they ride the hot hand. You know, Chris Godwin returned on a limited practice to, to uh, on a limited basis to practice today. I think he's in the mix as a, you know, he's not the high-end wide receiver too he has been. He's more of a low-end wide receiver too for me this week. The Rams' defense has been, played really well, especially against the pass. They're fifth in pass defense DVOA so far this season. Uh, I still do like Mike Evans. They're likely going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to throw the football. So I uh, like Evans. I like Godwin. O.J. Howard, look, if you picked up Will Disley, I'd use him. If you have, you know, O.J. Howard and T.J. Hawkinson, I'd take a shot on T.J. Hawkinson instead. But for most people, if you own O.J. Howard, you're probably still going to have to go with him. You know, I'm not using a Dawson Knox over him yet. I'm not using a Jason Witten over an O.J. Howard either. So you probably are going to have to go with him. Uh, And then on the other side, Gurley, his role has been pretty consistent. He's around, you know, 15, 16 carries per game. He's not really catching the ball. Uh, there are drives where, you know, he's not the goal line back. We've seen that multiple times now. Uh, but against Tampa Bay, you know, I think he's a high-end RB2. And in terms of, you know, their pass catchers, I like Cooper Cup the most out of the three. You know, he's a top 10 wide receiver for me this week. I think this could be a good bounce-back spot for Robert Woods as well. We just saw Sterling Shepard have a big game uh, last week. So it, it's going to be pretty hard to get away from the Rams wide receivers if you own them, Greg. Yeah, you, it's going to be very, very tough in this matchup not to play these wide receivers. Gerald Everett as well. Tampa Bay was destroyed last week by Evan Ingram, which puts Gerald Everett in a fine spot, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen if Tyler Higby is expected to play in this I just, game. I was assuming not. Like if you yeah, lo- if He you didn't got, play last week. Like if you don't have George Kittle this week, maybe Gerald Everett's a good replacement. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent call. I mean, Evan Engro had a monster game against them last week. So, Why look, not? I mean, if you're you're in a pinch, you know, maybe I lean on a Dawson Knox instead if he's available. Sure. But if he's already gone, then, yeah, I mean, we're talking real desperation here. I might not lean on Dawson Knox. Like, against the Bucks, Everett may be a better play. Fair enough. I mean, look, the defense has... It, it's tough to figure out this Bucks defense right now because... They it played so well yeah. the first two weeks, and then they got shredded by Daniel Jones. But well, Dan- I mean, it's yeah, Danny he's Dunn. a Hall of Famer, and they also didn't have any film on Daniel Jones yet either, so right. it's tough. Minnesota and Chicago, two good defenses. I know Gabe likes Chicago outright in this game. Minnesota's been a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. When this offense can't get going, it looks really, really terrible. This week feels like one of the weeks the offense will not be able to get going against a tough Chicago defense in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, this is an ugly game. This total is, I believe it's under 40 right now. I've seen it at, you know, 38, 39 points. If you get away from Kirk Cousins, if you could get away from Stephon Diggs, Diggs has been one of the biggest disappointments outside of the touchdown that he scored in week two. He hasn't done anything, and I don't know that he's going to do anything against this Chicago Bears defense either. At least Adam Thielen, the one thing that you can hang your hat on is that he's scoring touchdowns, and when they need to pass, he is Kirk Cousins' first read in the offense. Dalvin Cook, I mean, this is um, this is a game of two immovable forces right now, Greg, because the Bears' rush defense is so good, and Dalvin Cook is leading the league in rushing yards, but you're still going to use Dalvin Cook. I mean, this is why, you know, you start the best players in fantasy. Why they are the best players is because they perform even in the toughest matchups. So you're still using Dalvin Cook, obviously. Uh, Taylor Gabriel has been ruled out from this game, Greg, so we could see more targets for Allen Robinson. Ultimately, how great are those targets going to be? Because Mitchell Trubisky just looks completely lost out there. I mean, we could have another Blake Bortles situation on our hands when it comes to Mitch Trubisky, uh, David Montgomery, I mentioned where I had him ranked earlier in the show. 
You know, he's more of a low-end RB2. His usage has been frustrating. Uh, you know, we've seen Aaron Jones score two touchdowns against the Vikings. I don't know that their run defense is as daunting as it has been in years past. So, if you own David Montgomery, unless you also have, like, a Josh Jacobs or a Marlon Mack or a Carrion Johnson, you're likely going to have to use him as your RB2 this week, Greg. Denver and Jacksonville, another defensive battle here. Oh, gosh. This is a gross game, man. These four o'clock slates awful, dude. It's not good. It's, it, yeah, it's just not good. It's, you know, start the running backs here. Leonard Fournette, high-end RB2. Royce Freeman, he's a high-end flex option. Joe Flacco passing the ball to his running backs at a higher rate than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. So I like Lindsey. We're, we're getting him off the two-touchdown performance here as well. Uh, I don't want to trust Emmanuel Sanders in this spot. I don't think he's completely healthy. Jalen Ramsey is not going to play, but they still have A.J. Boye. Uh, I have Emmanuel Sanders ranked outside my top 36 wide receivers this week. Same thing for the Jaguars. Uh, DJ Chark, doot, 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 Greg. Thank you. Could be shadowed by Chris Harris here. Uh, and Chris Harris did a great job against Devontae Adams last week. He's done a great job all season long. Uh, it's really just, you know, start the defenses and, and start the running backs here, Greg. The Denver running backs, I want to rely on. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say fell in love, but like, they've looked good. Specifically, Philip Lindsay. They're leaning on them in that offense. That's it. It's well, those two Adam, guys. How about Car- Cortland Sutton, Greg? Is Cortland Sutton sneaky in this stop? He's this? sneaky, especially when Jalen Ramsey yeah. doesn't play. Emmanuel Sanders is probably kind of sneaky also when Jalen Ramsey doesn't play. Well, A.J. Boye is going to be on one of them. It's just hard to figure out because Cortland Sutton had a good week one. He had a good week three. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had the big week two, and Cortland Sutton kind of disappeared. It's just... Ultimately, you don't really want to trust the pass catchers in this Broncos offense because Joe Flacco is the quarterback. Jaguars are going to get a ton of pressure. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco might not make it out of this game alive, Greg. Potentially not. I, I have Emmanuel Sanders on my bench right now. I'm starting Demarcus Robinson over him. I would start Paul Richardson over both. Would you start Dodger Inman over him? I, I don't think I would. What am I owning Dodger Inman for? I mean, look, Dontrell Inman, he's right around that mix, though. I mean, he's in that Cortland Sutton. He's going to be a top 48 wide receiver. And in deeper leagues, Greg, people are going to be going that that far down the list. Like, that Philip Dorsett area, yeah. that's a similar area to where Dontrell Inman is for me. Okay. As a wide receiver for desperation. I feel like I'm never going to play Dontrell Inman. I mean, you're not going to play him outside of this week. It's just against Miami. It's a spot start. The Seattle Seahawks are in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. A lot of people like Seattle on the road this week. Tyler Lockett, Will Disley leading the way for Arizona. You know what you're getting. Yeah, I love Russell Wilson here going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The secondary uh, is still without Patrick Peterson. They're allowing a ton of fantasy points. Love Tyler Lockett. Take the over on all of his props this week. Uh, Rashad Penny, you know, not trusting him yet. Pay attention to how they use the running backs here in this spot, you know, with Chris Carson fumbling the past couple of weeks, but still do like Chris Carson, trusting him as an RB2. Everyone loves Will Disley. I have him ranked as a top six tight end this week. The Cardinals, we've talked about it all week long, have been torched by opposing tight ends. So we like Disley. We like Lockett. That means we got to like Russell Wilson. I think DK Metcalf is sneaky as well, Greg. I have him inside my top 36. He's a wide receiver three in this spot. On the other side, you know, the Seahawks defense is not good anymore either. This is not the Legion of Boom. Not at all. You know, this is a defense that could be had. I like Larry Fitzgerald as well. He's my wide receiver 13 on the week. 
Uh, I like Kyler Murray, top 10 quarterback. Love Christian Kirk as well. Uh, I think that there's a lot of points scored. I think we get some back and forth here. I actually do like the Seattle Seahawks a lot, though. They're one of my best bets. Uh, best bets, Seattle minus five. Seattle minus five is also one of Gabe's best bets this week. The Seahawks in Arizona. Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys and New Orleans. Dak Prescott, Teddy Bridgewater. This is one of my best bets as well, but I'm going the other way. I, I like the Dallas Cowboys Ooh, a lot. opposite of game. You know, I, I just don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. That's what it comes down to. I, I think last week's win for the Saints, extremely impressive against Seattle, but very fluky. They were out yarded 514 to 265. They had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They had a special teams touchdown. Both of Teddy Bridgewater's touchdowns were passes behind the line of scrimmage where they made plays. Phenomenal touchdown score by Alvin Kamara. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did not have a pass that went more than 15 yards down the field last week. Uh, and ultimately, I like what this Dallas Cowboys offense is doing so far. Amari Cooper is going to be good to go. He was dealing with that ankle injury. He's a top 10 wide receiver for me this week. I kind of want to get off all the other wide receivers. Like, I'm not trusting Randall Cobb. I'm not trusting Devin Smith. It's basically start your studs in this matchup. You start Zeke. You start Amari Cooper. You start Michael Thomas. You start Alvin Kamara. You start Dak Prescott. Survivor, you're sticking with the Chargers? I am sticking with the Chargers. Uh, my other pick would be the Los Angeles Rams. I just don't like the Colts. I don't really understand. They have a lot of injuries. Raiders suck. The Raiders do suck. Thank you. Especially on the road. You're not wrong. But without Darius Leonard, Greg, without T.Y. Hilton, without Malik Hooker, I mean, those are three really big pieces for the Indianapolis Colts. You know how I feel. Chargers on the road, 1 p.m. start. They're beat up also, dude. They are. But they need this. They're 1-2. and two. They, They're going to win the game. I... I'm starting to feel a little bit more iffy about the spread now. They're going to win this game, Greg. All right. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, you want to put a little wager on it? No. <laughs> You're just going to completely gloss over the Steelers and Bengals game, Greg? There's so much information Monday night. there. All right. We'll be back on Monday. Yeah, we'll, pre- we'll preview Talk that about back, it, back right? on Monday. Uh, what well, am I doing yeah, this weekend? I'm doing my job perfectly. I'm going, I'm going to Oktoberfest tonight. Very excited. Big Oktoberfest tent. Munich on the East River. I'm excited. That's awesome. What do awesome you got going man? on? Now, no weddings or engagement parties this weekend. What? I know. It's weird. But this is so weird for you. I know. I got, uh, I'll got. i be working, of course, both days, uh, and then celebrating Rosh Hashanah Sunday night, but I will be here Monday. Uh, is, that a, is that a joyful Jewish holiday? Yes, yeah, it's, I new, don't really it's know a new year. Oh, all right. Happy New Year, Greg. Thank you, buddy. Lashana Toba to you. Uh, shalom. Thank you. Just, I, I don't know if that counts or... Nope. Lashana Toba. Uh, that. Lashana Toba to all of you as well. Frank and I will both be back to celebrate the new year on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy week four, and well... Hi. We hope. We, we hope. <laughs> Great ending, Greg. Thanks, bud. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. The Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help.
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Danny Dimes, the encore this Sunday at home. is MetLife Stadium debut against the Washington football team, still led by Case Keenum. A lot of people like yourself in on Paul Richardson, in on some of these other wide receivers in Washington, like a Trey Quinn. Sterling Shepard certainly entering the mix as a wide, high wide receiver. Three, Evan Ingram, you're feeling better about him. And it's, of course, the debut of Wayne Gallman as the starter in New York. Yeah, you want to try and start as many players in this game as you possibly can, Greg. We see this total up around 49, and it's been rising. There's not much defense in this game to speak of, especially in the secondary. We saw Janoris Jenkins get torched by Mike Evans last week. We saw in Monday Night Football, Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdowns against this Washington defense. Both of these teams right now, the Giants are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Washington's allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So I like Daniel Jones. I have him as my QB 15. Uh, Not as high on him as everybody else's. I I like him, but I'm not ready to start him over other proven names like Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, uh, Kyler Murray as well. Like Matt Stafford as well. We'll get into him a little bit later on. Uh, Ultimately, Terry McLaurin's dealing with a hamstring injury that popped up yesterday on the injury report. He is not practicing today, so he is a true game-time decision. I saw that right before we hopped on the show today. So pay attention to Terry McLaurin. Either way, whether he plays or not, not sure he's going to be 100%. I really do like Paul Richardson. I've been saying that all week long. He's coming off a game where he had nine targets, eight receptions, scored a touchdown in back-to-back games as well. If Terry McLaurin is not ready to go, that will obviously elevate the status of Trey Quinn as well. I have Sterling Shepard as a low-end wide receiver too this week. We saw the plays that he made. Really good matchup here against Washington. Evan Engram, same thing. You're getting him in your lineup. Wayne Gallman, Greg, 
A lot of people are going to want to know where I have him ranked. I have him ranked as the RB24, so a low-end RB2 this week. He's going to be in that range most weeks. Again, you know, I talk about the secondary for Washington, but yep. overall... Their defense is just not very good. They're allowing over, they're allowing 4.45 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. So I think Wayne Gallman probably gets around 15 touches. That's going to be good enough for a low end RB two, high end RB three this week, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. That's the the perfect mix. But Wayne Gallman kind of sucks. So you'll, you'll see that. <laughs> Who would you rather start, Greg? Chris Thompson or Adrian Peterson? Because I feel like that's going to be a popular question. Chris Thompson. I agree. I'd rather start Chris Thompson. Yep. More talented at this point in his career. Yeah, and we saw last week, you know, when they were in the hurry up, uh, and even when they got down near the goal line, they were in the red zone. The broadcast was actually talking about Adrian Peterson looked annoyed on the sideline that he wasn't in the game, but, you know, when they go to that hurry up offense, they're going to likely be playing from behind in this game. Could be a little bit of back and forth. I do like Chris Thompson more than I like Adrian Peterson. I think both are in the flex discussion low in RB3s, Greg. That's fine. I I think that makes sense. 